This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Keeping it 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. Now, sometimes podcast topics just fall into our lap, and that's the case this week, James. <laughs> Thank goodness some big news broke before we taped our podcast and not after, because that's usually the case. Um, it's Tuesday night, and as I was prepping for this podcast, I got a notification on my phone, and it said... Breaking news, the Raiders have signed linebacker Vontez Burfitt. <laughs> and James, my first thought is, or was, uh-oh, because one, he's a controversial player, has a terrible reputation. Two, that's the same guy who knocked out Antonio Brown a few years back with an illegal hit. I think you remember that three years ago. Yeah. Uh, then they became nemesis after that. And uh, now they're teammates, James. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, the first thing I thought of when I seen the signing? What? I said, if there's any player in the National Football League that is a Raider. (laughs) 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 I'm thinking back to the old school days and all that stuff. I'm like, man, it is perfect. And it's crazy yeah. because whenever Gruden used to call Cincinnati's games, and I will never forget, whenever mm. he used to call their games, he used to praise him. Mm. He loved Vontez Burr. He loved him. He used to praise him, loved his physicality, loved the, the guy. He just loved him. So I'm not surprised yeah. at this at all. And then, like I always tell people, you need guys like this on your team. Mm. You cannot have a bunch of good guys want to play by the rules. You need grimy dudes that will step in there, start a fight every now and then, get their team riled up when they don't feel like their team is riled up. You need these guys. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, Montez Burfick smacked me too and got a personal <laughs> foul penalty, you know. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, you know, let the ball go over the middle. I was coming over the middle. He smacked me. You know, I, I obviously, you know, he hit A.B. a little harder because A.B. didn't get up. But yeah. I popped straight up, you know, but I felt it. But he got a, you know, he got a penalty, illegal hit and all that, you know. But you need guys like this on your team. And him mm-hmm. and Antonio Brown, when they walk into the locker room, I believe the beef, the beef will be squashed. You know, and they ain't got to be best friends, but the beef will be squashed. We're on the same team now. We're putting on the same color, same helmet. Yeah. And let's go to work. Here's the funny thing, James. It's already squashed. Okay, so during the conference call, you know, people asked Burfick today uh, or tonight about A.B. and being teammates with A.B. And he said, well, we're on the same team. We have one goal. We're trying to win a championship together. We might even become the closest friends on the team. And then that actually may not be too far from the truth because 
AB one on Twitter, right? And literally just before we taped, so you probably didn't see it. Just before we taped, AB tweeted, just talked to Vontez Perfect, black and silver, baby, hashtag Raider Nation, hashtag bully season. <laughs> oh, you see how you put that bully season in there? Because you need dudes like that. When you think of Vontez, you think of bully. And when you think of bullies, you think of the Raiders. <laughs> well, and then here's also the thing that I'm really pissed off about, and you got wrong during our podcast last week. Black and silver. It is oh, silver and black. Here you go, man. Black and silver, silver no. and black. At the end of the day, it's all the same colors. We put no. the uniform on and we go into silver work. Silver and black in that order. And uh, you know what's so funny? A lot of fans actually, when he tweeted that, was like, oh, don't tell Fowler this because, <laughs> or don't show Fowler this because obviously, like, it's silver and black, but that's okay. He'll get it. Maybe one day you'll get it too, James. All right. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Black and silver. Silver and black is the same thing. You put it on and you sell out <laughs> and you give it all you got. That's it. That's all I know. Okay. So sticking with Burfick, though, um, he's missed 18 games over the last three seasons, including because of suspensions to begin the 2016, 2017, and 2018 seasons. He's also paid $469,000 in fines dating back to 2012. James, he is the most fined player in the last seven seasons. What are the Raiders thinking here? Low risk, high reward, what? Listen, I think it's high, high, high reward. And like I said before, these type of guys you need on your football team. And listen, we've seen a lot of his penalties. Listen, he is a guy that plays with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, chip on his shoulder. He's grimy, so he's flying around the field. So some of these hits, you know, especially in our game, they're trying to keep guys safe right now. We understand it. Mm-hmm. But some of these hits, if he played in the old school, it'd be absolutely legal. He might be up there for, for a gold jacket the way he plays. But now, <laughs> since our game is so soft, I'm going to say, and they're trying <laughs> to call and keep everybody safe, a lot of these penalties, you know, he gets – you know, to me, some of them are ticky-tack. Some of them now are blatant, like, come on, come on, Vontez. But some yeah. of them are also ticky-tack. And, you know, when you're a repeat offender, they're going to keep doubling the fines. The eyes yeah. are going to be even bigger on you when stuff happens. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he could scratch somebody, but since it's Vontez perfect, you know, they're going to be like, oh, man, he did it ten times, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all that. But some of his hits, very bad. But a lot, a lot of them, too, I'm like, okay, man, that's a football play. He's more moving mm-hmm. incidental but you know who it is you know got it but I think this is high reward because I feel like this dude is perfect for the silver and black Fallon I think oh, he you got it is right. a great fit for the Raiders <laughs> and I love it I mean you need guys like that that's gonna come out there at practice and get yeah. you ready games get you ready and I, I love the signing yeah and it really wasn't that much of a surprise if you take out the a b factor uh, one, linebacker is one of the biggest needs for the Raiders next to, you know, getting an edge rusher. And then two, Raiders defensive coordinator Paul Gunther was his former defensive coordinator, you know, with the Bengals. Exactly. Uh, so they get reunited. Um, and tonight on the conference call, he actually said the first person he called when the Bengals cut him was his mom. The second person was Gunther. Yeah. And he said he called him seven 
straight times. <laughs> he wanted to be a Raider. So what is it like, you know, playing with a coach that you're familiar with? I think the best thing about it is you walk into the building and you put your helmet on and you put your cleats on and you walk out on that practice field and you don't have to learn nothing because you've been in that defense for years. And I think that's the best thing you want as a player. And that's why you reach out to a lot of these coaches you played for, especially mm. if it's coordinators, mm -hmm. because you walk straight in and you automatically know when I put this green dot on the back of my helmet on the middle linebacker. I know all the calls. I'm running around that training camp. I'm flying around. I got to teach the young guys and I'm ready to ride. Yeah. And that's the best thing, best thing about it. And that's when I was when I got cut by the Raiders, that was one of the main reasons why I chose to go to the Giants because Ben McAdoo was running the same exact offense that we had in Green Bay. So I just go right in there, and I line up at the X. I know all the signals. I know all the plays, and I just play. I don't got to learn the whole playbook. So I think this is awesome, man. That's why you blow up <laughs> your coach seven times because, you know, I walk in the building, I know the offense it benefits. Well, the funny thing is, not to hate on you, James, obviously you only had a cup of coffee with the Giants. It didn't last long, but then yeah. you ended up with the Packers. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I was already polished. I came to training camp, getting released from the Giants, went into the same offense, and took off running. Yeah. Okay, so here's another funny thing. I mean, his conference call with the local media kind of made me laugh and chuckle a little bit. Um, he said, because people were asking about his reputation and if he's a dirty player, and he said, I'm not a dirty player. I play a physical position. I can't go out there playing patty cake. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. See, that mindset right there, he probably will have about four or five more penalties. But that's the <laughs> mindset you have to have. You are a linebacker. That is the most violent position on the field. Yeah. Like you taking, you going head up with people every single play. If it's not an offensive lineman, it's a running back. If it's not a running back, it's a fullback coming at you. Like it is a violent position. You got to run and hit and smash people. So listen, I know it's see what you hit, but sometimes this game it moves so fast. Shoot, I might hit the wrong part. Go ahead, penalize <laughs> me, but I ain't gonna stop the way I play. And that's one thing I do respect about Perfect. All these penalties he done had, all this money he done gave up, he's still the same player. He's still flying around and he's still playing with that attitude. And I think that's what Gruden wanted in that in, in him to bring him over there and put him on that defense. Yeah, and as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Fontes is clearly someone who you would love to be on your team but hate to play against, especially because as we mentioned, the the dirtiness sometimes in its play. Like you love to have that toughness on your team. Um if it doesn't put your team in bad situations, in bad positions, obviously. Like, I always use this example with players kind of like uh, Vontez. I say, you know, people can't stand Warriors, Draymond Green. A lot of people can't stand Draymond Green. Yeah. But I bet you they would love to have Draymond Green on their team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Dr oh, you don't like Draymond. Do you not uh, like Draymond? No, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Draymond at all, but every time. <laughs> you're, you're annoyed with him. He's always <laughs> yelling. And, and then again, like, when he's playing the game, kind of like the Ben Roethlisberger thing. 
he always pointing his finger or blaming his teammate. What are you doing? What are you doing, Draymond? That was a terrible pass. But what he is the difference between him and Va- no? What's the difference between him and Vontez? Because he always and I actually went before our podcast to relook at that play three years ago, uh, that hit on Antonio Brown, and he was like yelling at the official, like, "Hey, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything." You know, kept saying, "You know what I'm saying?" So, like, what's the difference? He obviously doesn't take responsibility for his actions. Nearly $500,000 in penalties is proof. That was one time you seen it. So when you watch Nearly $500,000 in penalty, James. He clearly doesn't take responsibility for his actions. So why are you making excuses? And when I was with the Green Bay Packers, Charles Woodson and Al Harris, they didn't get fined for the penalties on the field, but they got fined for dress code. And since it happened so many times, they keep doubling and tripling and all that to fines. You know what I'm saying? So he's the most penalized player since 2012. Because they're going to double and triple, triple that just because he's a repeat offender. You know, but I'm still going to keep going back to you need Vontez Burfick players on your team in that locker room. Okay, but what about this, though? Don't you remember last year there was still drama between Burfict and A.B.? Burfict had a late hit on A.B. The officials missed it. And then apparently afterwards, he told Juju, you're next. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's something that we would have to get Vontez on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Did you really say that? Because at the end of the day, we don't know. But then again, I mean, shoot, Juju smashed him. And gave him a concussion and knocked him out the game on a crack blindside hit. I forgot about that. And then he and then he stood over him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so you know, this is a violent game we play, you know, and listen, like I said, some of the hits have been ridiculous. Like, you know, you look at you like, come on, all right, Vontes, come on, man. And then some have been like, come on, ref, he just flying around. Look, Adrian Peterson tried to juke him, and he hit him in the wrong spot. Like, he just, he playing football, and it's just something like that. But repeat offender, ah, uh, $70,000 fine, $100,000 fine. So it happens. But I am proud of Gruden and the Raiders bringing Vontes in because you need that tone setter on that defense, especially at linebacker. I knew you were going to love this signing, so I had to take the opposite approach. However, I actually do really love this signing. They need somebody like that, obviously. They haven't had someone like that for years. Khalil Mack was someone who led by example. He didn't talk a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So this is the first time in years they have somebody who is like Vontez Perfect, you know? Um, uh, One of my former colleagues wanted to ask you, how would you handle being a teammate? with a guy who knocked you out. Let's say you put yourself in Antonio Brown's shoes, right? Yeah. And you were concussed. There was a lot of trash talking back and forth for years. How would you handle being a teammate with a guy like that? Um, and, and try to put your bias aside, James, okay? No, I, I, I'm serious. Um, number one, I probably would have went back, looked at, looked at the hit, you know what I mean? And I'm extreme I'm extremely mad, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> at that time, I mean, shoot, when it happened, like if he would have been my teammate the next year, I probably wouldn't even said nothing to him when he walked in the building or whatnot. On the practice <laughs> field, I wouldn't have said nothing to him, like, dude, you tried to kill me Ill- illegally. You know what I'm saying? But it's been <laughs> it's been it's been a couple years now, that's all watered yeah. down. We teammates now, it's a new start for me. It's a new start okay. for you. You know what I'm saying? Let's 
let's go to work together, man. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, I know this game we play is a violent game. When I take the field, there's a chance that I can get hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, hey, go in there, knuckle him up. Let's go to work, man. I'm glad you're on my side now. I ain't got to worry about you hitting me across the middle, and let's go do it. Exactly. And another thing before we switch topics, I want to say this. Yeah. Is very few players in the National Football League still that kind of put fear in receivers. Because now when you come across the middle, you know, oh, man, they can't hit me in the head. They got to hit me low. You know what I'm saying? You don't know where Vontez going to hit you. So as a receiver coming across the middle, you're like, man, listen, don't throw me in there, man, because Vontez will kill you still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's good that, you know, you, you, you need some of that on your team. So when receivers, tight ends come across there, they know, man, this dude, he'll smash me. I understand the rules, but he don't care about the rules sometimes. And you, you put that fear <laughs> into the offense. And I, and I like that because nowadays receivers just running across the middle. They ain't worried about getting hit hard or nothing. Which brings me to my point of, You love him as a teammate, and you hate to play against him. But at the same time, James, your best ability is your availability. Absolutely. So, no suspensions, hopefully, right? That's what the Raiders are hoping for. Uh, He'll be good. And listen, I'm sure when Coach Gruden called him and talked to him and said, we're going to sign you, listen, we want you to bring all that passion, all that energy you play with, everything in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? But listen, we're going to do this the right way. We need you to be smart. I'm sure he's going to understand. Now, I'm not saying he ain't going to have no penalties because that's the way he plays. But I'm sure, you know, when you sign a player like that, you let him know, you know what I'm saying, this is kind of how we run in a team, but we want you to be you. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, we're going to get back to the Raiders in just a bit, but we had more breaking news before this podcast. Your boy, Randall Cobb, is officially a Dallas Cowboy. James. Yes, yes, yes. You want to know what's crazy before we even get started? So when uh, before Jordy had got released from the Raiders, I had called him. Oh, well, no, I didn't call him. I texted him, and I said, uh, what you doing? And he said, he texted me back, he said, Man, I ain't got time to do no interviews today, man. <laughs> I said, man, I'm calling you just to talk to you as my homeboy, man. I don't need you to do no interviews for me or none of that, man. No wonder so we couldn't get him on this podcast. You know, I said, man, I don't need you. I'm just calling you to chop it up with you, man. Maybe we get together and do some golf, man. And he started cracking up. He started cracking up laughing. He like, JJ, my bad, man. He said, sure. I said, no, it's all good. I'm part of the media now and all that. That's how you want to treat me. It's all So I text Randall today, and I said, what's up, brother? I said, I'm just checking on you. I ain't calling to talk no football. I ain't calling to talk no nothing. I'm just checking on you, man, how you and the wife doing, the kid doing. And like 15 minutes later, he called me, and he's, you know, he like daddy boy because he called me daddy boy because that's what my dad used to call me. So he he like daddy boy. I'm like, what's up, bro? He was like, nothing, man. He says, shoot, family good, everybody good. He says, shoot, just sitting here anxious to see where I'm going to go. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man. I said, you know, but I ain't called to talk no football, man. I just was checking on you. And then he started getting into it like, man, you know, the Patriots want me, you know. Ooh, Patriots. You know, and 
I said, okay, cool. I said, man, listen, one thing I want to tell you from my free agency when I first left the Packers, take your time, bro. Pick the right spot. Pick a place where you're going to, you know, come right in and, and and be a star and, you know, get a lot of opportunities, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, so you can get another contract deal. We talked forever. He hung up, didn't even tell me he was going to sign with the Cowboys. So when I see him, <laughs> it's on on site. <laughs> It's on site. You about to fight him? <laughs> it's on on site when I see him. <laughs> so you salty he didn't tell you, but he said that he was talking to the Patriots. Maybe it happened so fast he didn't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he said he was talking to the Patriots and the Patriots was going, you know, offer him some good money. But I guess the money that they were offering him, he told me that it was a little bit more than they were going to pay Edelman. And they didn't want to do Julian Edelman like that all, after the year and all that he's had. So they like, shoot, look, we got to wait probably get Edelman re-signed, give him some more money because we can't be paying you more than we paying him. Because he only signed, you know, what, a one-year prove-it deal with the Cowboys? Yeah, he signed, I think, when I, when I read it, he signed like one year, five one mil? year, 5.5 5 or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good, you know, for him, you know, $5 million a year. But, yeah, it's, it's basically a prove-it year. He got to go out there and he got a ball and, uh, you know, hopefully get another payday. But look at the Cowboys receiving core right now. It's not looking too bad, James. You got Randall Cobb, Amari Cooper, Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup, Tavon Austin. That's a nice little group right there. That's a very good group. And the, the best thing about it is they all complement each other very mm-hmm. well. Because, I mean, when you look at Randall Cobb, I mean, the Cowboys lost Cole Beasley. To me, Randall Cobb is a better Cole Beasley. So mm. you upgrade you upgrade in the slot. Oh, you put Cobb in the slot? Oh, absolutely, 100%. That's, okay. the, only reason why, that's the only reason they signed him. I'm sure Gallup and Coop is going to be on the outside. Cobby is going to be the new Beasley. And that's an upgrade at that position because, I mean, Cobb is fast stronger, you know, more moves, more explosive, you know, than Cole Beasley. So they they upgraded in that spot. And it was a must-need. You get a guy that's a very good route runner right in front of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they're going to benefit. I think, I think Cobb can have a big-time year. I think so, too. At least I hope so. Especially because, you know, he's your homie. And speaking of your homies, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. You mentioned what happened with him. The Raiders did your boy, Jordy, dirty. <laughs> Man, they cut him after just uh, one year yeah. of his services. Um, so Jordy Nelson gets cut. Sounds familiar, don't it? Yeah, James Jones, one year, <laughs> one and done with the yeah. silver and black. Um, you spoke to him, right? Yeah. But you didn't really talk about football when you spoke to him? No, man, and the crazy thing about being in this media business, you know what I mean? At one point, you you always got to go back to we was friends first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when I heard he got released, you know, I texted him. I said, man, I'm just checking on you. Hope you all good, bruh. You know, if you need anything, call me. And then, you know, he called me, and we chopped it up for a minute, and then we just started talking about golf and all that type stuff. And, you know, when I was going to be back in California, to, you know, hit the, hit the golf ball and all that. And, you know, I just – I did ask him if he wanted to play still, and he said, yes, I still do want to play. I still got the desire to play. So he was, he was just saying, I, me and my agent just going to see what happens, see what comes up. So – I said, all right, man, you know, just, just just keep grinding, you know what I mean? But the good thing is, is, I mean, all this stuff was fully guaranteed. He got his bonus and all that. So yeah. the Raiders took yeah. care of him, you know, getting the money-wise and all that. But, you know, 
I don't think he really expected, you know, being released. I think with Antonio Brown coming and Tyrell Williams coming, I think he was like, okay, shoot, that moves me to the slot. You know, I'm able to, you know, kind of play in there because these two dudes is explosive on the outside. So I don't know if he expected it, but um, he was in good spirits and uh, he still does want to play. So I just say, man, keep grinding. That's it. See, I always think when I'm talking to you, you know, we're friends here and and sometimes I just don't think you're keeping it 300 all the time on this podcast because I know he told you more than what you just told us. Oh. Or do you have to protect yourself because you're um, his friend and also a media member, so you're trying to find that balance, James? No, it's, <laughs> it, it's crazy because, you know, when you're a receiver and you see, okay, two big-time receivers signed to a lot of money, yeah. you know what I mean? And in your mind, you're thinking like, okay, my stuff is fully guaranteed, so all right. Why yeah, would they I might be, Yeah, I might be the third one coming in, or I might have to come off on the bench that limits some of my snaps, but I'm not thinking that I'm going to get released because my stuff is guaranteed. Yeah, now, yeah. unlike me, my stuff wasn't guaranteed, but mm-hmm. – we didn't sign – we didn't – we, at that time, you know what I mean, we drafted Coop and we had signed Crab, but I'm like, okay, shoot, we got three very good ones now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, you, you're thinking like that. So he was thinking like, yeah, okay, my stuff fully guaranteed. So that's why I said, you know, he really wasn't, you know, expecting to be released. And then, and then it happened, you know, just like I wouldn't expect to be released. I was at Taco Bell and Reggie McKenzie called me. I thought it was a joke. But, you know. <laughs> and then you called me. And it was so funny. I remember being at work and you uh, called me and was like, just want to let you know the Raiders released me. And I'm like, okay, so can I say, you know, sources say? Like, what do you want me to say? And you're like, nah, you could say James Jones told me. <laughs> you're like, there it is right there. Yeah, that's the score. <laughs> you're like, why would I, like, hide this? I'm cut. Like, what? Yeah. Am I not going to get in trouble for telling you? I'm cut. <laughs> Anyways. And it's crazy, too, man, because I think the craziest thing about it, like, when you look at Jordy uh, and myself, I mean, shoot, seven, eight years in one spot, never had to worry about making a team, Mm -hmm. never had to worry about moving your family, never had to worry about nothing. Like, when we came to training camp, when we came back for the offseason, we knew this is where we're at. We're not worried about getting cut. So... You know, back-to-back years, you know what I mean? Same thing happened to me. You get cut. You're like, man, what's what's going on? Like, I'm a way better player than this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting cut. I know it's I know it's a money-type issue and all that type stuff. But, you, you know, you're like, dang. Because, yeah. shoot, like, you had all this stability for eight straight seasons, not worried about nothing. Same crib, mm-hmm. same everything. You know what I mean? So now it's like, dang, gosh, I got to up and take my family here. So that, that, that's the hardest part, part about it. But, like I said, at the end of the day, at least the Raiders took care of him by giving his guarantee money, uh, giving him his bonus earlier, too, you know what I mean, so he could receive that money. So, you know, it just sucks that, you know, man, now he's finding a new home. James, this is all your fault. You're the one who convinced him to come to no, Oakland. don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. This is I already all your bad. fault. Don't say it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Fallon. Don't no. do it. <laughs> He was only uh-uh. here for one year, and of course that one year was a clown show, and you convinced him to come. I'm not even, I'm not responding. I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> not responding. Uh, I mean, he's a grown man. He makes his own decisions. It's not your fault. He is, he is, man. But you know, me and Jordy are, me and Jordy are extremely close, and I, um, I can truly say that. <laughs> I talked him into this decision. I mean, yeah, the money was better than a lot of the money he was getting from other teams, you know, so that played a part too. But, 
you know, I talked to him through the whole process, man, and I'm like, dude, come to Oakland. You know, D.C. the real deal. you back with Edgar Bennett. That's your receiver coach. Coach yeah. Olsen, Greg Olsen, great offensive coordinator. Great dude. I love him. All that stuff is true. <laughs> All that stuff is true. You know what I mean? It's not like I, it's not like I didn't keep it 300 with him. All that stuff is true. But I really wish he would have had a better season, and I really wish that, you know, wasn't the clown show over there last year and that he would still be there this year. But, listen, he'll land on his feet. He'll get somewhere, and he'll go ball out. But at the same time, okay, I know I like to give you a hard time and blame it on you because lightweight is partially your fault. I'm just kidding. But, you know, they signed Antonio Brown. They re-signed receiver and return man Dwayne Harris. And then they also signed the receivers, as you mentioned, J.J. Nelson and Tyrell Williams. So from a football and business standpoint, did they do the right thing? Um. To be honest with you, I, I got to say no. And they saved a few it, million on the cap. They did. If, I, if I'm keeping it 300, I got to say no. Because just like I told you, you need some Vontez Burfix on your team, you need some Jordies on your team okay. as well. Hands you know team? what I mean? Uh, hashtag hands team? You, 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 need, you need guys in there that, A.B., chill, bro. The ball going to come your way. Just relax. I know it's third quarter you ain't seen no targets yet yeah. and i know you mad you want to go over there and get on dc but just chill bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying the ball gonna come your way see if you got a bunch of vontes perfect you no bro go tell him throw you the ball you know you know sometimes i don't so you need some geordies that could you know keep the room even killed and all that and then you need a true veteran in that room you know what i mean that can work the slot you know what I mean? Because Tyrell Williams is not playing in the slot. Yeah. A.B. doesn't play in the slot. J.J. Uh, Nelson definitely don't play in the slot. So you you, Seth, you, you, were, able, you were able to keep Jordy, you know, because you already paid him this guaranteed money. And then you put him in the slot. Yeah, he's older, you know. Put him in the slot. He's super smart, runs great routes. You catch the ball. Uh, D.C. trusting. Put him in the slot. Now you got – Two speedsters on the outside, and you got an unbelievable playmaker on the outside and a number one receiver in Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know, your offense take off. So I think they should have kept him, at least let him play out his contract, because I think he's only going to help your team. He's not going to hurt you. No, I agree. I totally agree with you there. All right, we're going to move on from that. And I think this is a perfect time to take a quick break. So let's do that. my favorite time of the year oh yeah march madness baby the first weekend of the ncaa tournament is the greatest betting event of the year whether you like filling out a bracket picking a national champion predicting first round upsets or all of the above my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. So, will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past last year's loss to a 16 seed? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, my bookie is the best place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you. Yeah, multiple bracket guy, you. 
MyBookie has been in business for years, and their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is, they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking within 48 hours. So bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash in. Deposit with MyBookie today and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a 50% sign-up bonus. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. With MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, we are back. Now, the Raiders have been very busy since we taped our last podcast. Aside from the receivers we already mentioned, they signed tackle Trent Brown, like literally right after we posted our podcast. (laughs) That was annoying. Um, But that was huge for the Raiders. They paid him a pretty penny as well. They signed safety LaMarcus Joyner. And and real quick on him, I know he has big play potential, but he's 5'8". And he's listed at 5'8". So he's probably more like 5'7", 5'6". And they already have Carl Joseph, who is listed at 5'10". But I know from being around him since his rookie year with the Raiders, he's more like 5'8", 5'9". And I'm being generous with that. How are they supposed to defend tight ends? Tight ends like Travis Kelsey in their division. You can't teach height, James. So why are they going with these small safeties? You can't teach height, but those two dudes you just named right there are football players. They are, but, I mean. They are football players. You talk about Joyner, who, you know, played against big-time tight ends. Listen, I watch film on him. He can cover tight ends one-on-one. He has range to run sideline to sideline and, you know, cover a lot of the field. And then you got Carl Joseph, who's going to come down, and if he hits you, you're going backwards. Yeah, he's going to lay the hammer, but guess what? He hasn't had success against tight ends like a Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but he doesn't have to guard him, though. But No, he's gotten (laughs) killed by Kelsey. I know, but I'm saying, that's to me, that's the defensive coordinator's fault. If you got Carl Joseph guarding Travis Kelsey one-on-one, and he's 5'8", Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends we got in our game, and he runs extremely good routes, and he's fast. Come on, man. That, that's a mismatch. That's what we call a mismatch. Yeah, exactly. If we see that on, if no, we see that on film, we say, look, you know, A-Rod, you know where you're going. You ain't worried about throwing it to me. That's a mismatch right there, so... But these are two dudes that I do think, you know, can play well off each other and I think help to help that defense over there. Um, but I love the signing, man. You get a big-time player in the back end. You know, you get a leader back there. I, I, I like the signing. You go to go with a young guy, Joseph, that can come down and hit you and be a very good box safety and tackle and stuff down there to stop the run. So, so I like it. And I think I told you last week, on, I mean, last time on the podcast, too, I said the Raiders are going to go get some offensive line. Yes, you did. And they're going to draft all on defense. Yeah, oh, now you're right. You. Now you were right. Well, actually, no, they did sign like four defensive players so far. So it's been pretty balanced, um, which on paper, this team is already better than they were last year to start the season on paper. Um, so we'll see what happens in the draft and see, you know, if they if that actually translates on the field. But let's go back to our guy, Antonio Brown. I don't know why I'm saying our guy. Uh, maybe just because he follows me on Twitter. But he's more your friend. <laughs> so your guy, Antonio Brown. Uh, Antonio Brown's relationship or lack thereof 
with Big Ben. We spoke about that in last week's podcast and how that would be different and much different with Derek Carr. And let me tell you, their bromance has already begun, James. I told like, you. Like, oh my goodness. I told you. They've posted, like, pictures, videos together. It's kind of sweet to see, to tell you the truth. They, like, already love each other. <laughs> They're practicing together, building that chemistry. And you know what I love the most? When I look at AB's Instagram or things that he tweets, the excitement in his face, you know, just through those pictures and those videos it's so infectious. Like, if I'm a Raiders fan, I am pumped up for the season. I told you from day one, everybody's saying, what about the relationship? I said, these two <laughs> quarterbacks are different people. Yeah. Him and A.B. is going to hit this thing off like they've been buddies for the last 15 years. And I only said that because I know the type of dude D.C. is. D.C. is the type of guy that can get along with anybody. He mm-hmm. can get along with a dude that grew up in the suburbs. He can get along with a dude that grew up in the streets in the hood that's been gangbanging his whole life. <laughs> he can get along with everybody. That's just the type of that's just the type of guy he is. So yeah. I knew when AB was coming. Okay, listen, Big Ben's not like that. He's not that type of guy, man. DC welcomes everybody the same way, and I knew this relationship right here was going to take off. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised at all by the bromance. He had D.C.'s <laughs> little son's birthday party, you know, racing people in the bounce houses and all that, man. I That's know, what it's so all cute. about, man. You know, you, I'm telling you, it's one, if it's one thing about people, people recognize genuine people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what A B sees in these like this is just a genuine dude. Like me and him the same same guy. This is just you know, it ain't he better than me or I'm better than him because we play the different positions or he the quarterback leader of the, ain't no different. We the same dudes, we on the same team. Listen, we just finna chill. And I love it. These dudes finna go crazy this year. I believe it. You know what? I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it now because it kind of fits perfectly. So just based on their videos, and you mentioned about recognizing genuineness, and A.B., I swear, the excitement that he had when he became a Raider, and he, he literally turned into a little kid. You know, this is a 30-year-old man who is acting like he is five. Because he is so excited, he is so grateful to be playing for the Oakland Raiders. And and I want to play something. Um, I sent it to you after our podcast, and I played a portion of it um, during our last podcast. But I just wanted to play this again. This is the first day that um, he woke up an Oakland Raider. Hey, D.C. Love you, Brody. Hey, D.C., when you ready, man, I'm going to send a jet. I'm going to send a jet, D.C. We celebrate, baby. I wish you could see the video. I'm in the best musical conditions. I'm ready. Hey, everyone, go follow Mr. Carr, Derek Carr. Tell him I love him. I'm so excited to be playing with him, and I'm looking forward to work. First day I woke up a Raider. Shoot, shoot. And I wish everybody could see the video because he has this huge smile on his face. He's dancing. And then, uh, James, I don't know, you don't have Instagram, but I'm sure you may have seen it on on Twitter. But I'm going to play something else. Um, it's when A.B. first went to Derek Carr's house. What up, OG? Woo! <laughs> Fashion delivery. What's up, man? How you 
What's up, bro? What's up, baby? You good? I'm feeling good. How you doing? How you man. doing, bro? Yeah, you guys come on in. Wow. Yeah, what's up? Finally, bro. You want to get a hug, bro? I'm excited, bro. How crazy is that? Bro, that's amazing. We tried to do I'm it excited, here. bro. Isn't that fun? Long time ago. Isn't that crazy? It's a god work, bro. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? You already through? No. I'm waiting on you. Yeah, come on. Right away, you right. <laughs> Let's go. Right away, you right. You guys come on. Thanks for welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah, you can always come over, man. Wow. Family. Bless him, bro. I'm excited, bro. <laughs> DC, man, bro. I'm ready, bro. How you feeling? I feel good, bro. Yeah? Not like it, man. Raider Nation. Raider Nation, bro. Crazy. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's crazy. It didn't really hit me yet, but yeah. I'm sure when I'm going to practice, I'm like, oh, okay, it's for real now. Yeah. You've been here somewhere else. It's yeah. different. I'm excited, bro. So anyways, as you can just tell by his voice, he's like a little kid. He is so excited. It's like the first day of school. You know what it sounds like? And I can't see the videos, but it sounds like a dude fresh out of the penitentiary. He walk out them <laughs> gates. <laughs> he see his family. He greet his family out there. He come home, everybody there. And he just, he just ready to go like, man. It's a new start, and you can hear that in his voice. He, I'm glad I'm out of there. I'm glad I'm out of Pittsburgh. It is a new start, and I can't wait to get it rolling. You're basically calling Pittsburgh a prison. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I ain't saying Pittsburgh prison because I, I, I like that organization, but... I feel like A.B. felt like he was in a prison because he did not get along with Big Ben. And he probably, he really, he just, he, listen, it was a lot of stress on him out there. And he's finally like, I am free. I am out of there. I don't got to deal with him no more. I ain't got to act like me and him best friends and not say nothing bad about him. And yeah. I got to be the bigger person all the time. I am free of all that. And I'm gone. And now you can hear it in his voice and you can see the smile on his face that, man, like I'm excited for this fresh start. And something that makes me very optimistic is after last season's debacle, there is now hope and excitement around the franchise. And a lot of it has to do with Antonio Brown. You know, his excitement has rubbed off on many people, even Mike Mayock and John Gruden. I don't know if you listened to the press conference, but, you know, they said once A.B. signed, there were a ton of players interested in coming to Oakland. Yeah. And, and now I, I'm going to still stand by my comments, though, from last season, you know, about the Khalil Mack trade and how it was a complete disaster. And it was one of the worst trades in NFL history. And I'm not going to get over it until the Raiders get another Khalil Mack or Khalil Mack type player, which in my opinion will never happen because he was a once in a century player. But does this Brown signing James and other signings since AB, you know, lessen the blow or the pain a little bit, stop the bleeding a little bit and give optimism for the future? Oh, absolutely, and I, I'm just going to speak for the Raiders right now because I don't want to get on OBJ and the Browns because I love that trade as well, but this is what the Raiders needed, and this is what Coach Gruden needed to do for the Raider fans. Like, you came in there last year, and you gutted it, and everybody's like, what are you doing? I can see if you gutted it and you're getting rid of terrible players. Mm -hmm. But you getting rid of Pro Bowl players. What in the world are you doing? You getting rid of Pro Bowl players, and we losing. Mm -hmm. But okay, we're going to back up because 
we believe in Gruden's plan. He got 10 years, $100 million. We believe in him. We just got to let him go to work. And that's what the Raider fans did. And this signing with A.B. is just what the Raider fans needed to yep. see. Like, okay, Coach Gruden, we trust you. We you going to get this thing turned around. Are we still mad at you? Yes. But we appreciate you bringing in these guys you bringing in because you're giving us hope and you're letting us know that you do got a plan and you're going to do whatever it takes to get Raider Nation back on track. Exactly. If you're a Raider fan, you should be super excited about the future, optimistic about the future. Um, obviously, it, it sounds good and looks good right now on paper, but it has to translate on the field, so we'll see if that happens. Also, can't wait for the draft, so we'll see what they do there. Um, and I'm going to end with this, James. I'm going to speak something forth. I don't know if you have seen my Twitter today um, or in the last couple of weeks, but I have tweeted something in the lines of my son is going to play baseball. My <laughs> son is going to play baseball. Okay. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now I'm not pregnant. I don't have any kids yet, but when I do have a child or children, and if I do have a son, darn it, he is playing baseball. You were in the wrong sport, James. You know why I'm saying this, right? Yes, I am right with you, man. <laughs> I, when I seen that 400 30, $30 million dollar contract, I Mike said, Trout. Oh, my goodness. I went to the batting cages. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Your dream is over. You know, I'm like, my goodness, that it's right late, there, James. man. I'm like, you don't even know what to do with all that money, man. That's they, what I was going to say. Yeah, they, t- they told me $430 million. I'm just going to look at them like, man, I don't even know what to do with all that, man. Just give me a hundred. <laughs> First of all, you ain't going to say that. But you know, your, your agent won't God. let you say that. Yeah, no, that's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And then what the craziest part about it, family, is when you like read the comments, people are under there saying he's under. Paid and I'm like, what? Okay, because he is the best player of our generation. I know I you're not a huge baseball that, fan. But four hundred and thirty million tells. I mean, that's that. a little ridiculous, but as as much as baseball makes every year, he deserves a cut of it. And that's a tiny cut of what baseball makes each year and what his you know his organization is worth. It's just a tiny little portion of it. So it's a 12-year, $430 million contract, right? And look, it's the largest contract in professional sports history, in any sport. That's $34.4 million a year. I always say, whenever someone signs a big contract, I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? Can I get 1%? How about a half a percent? Just a half percent. Gosh, please, just let me hold some, man. His kids, 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 <laughs> and their kids, 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 kids are set for life. Like, that's life generational life. wealth right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm jealous. I'm over here crying about a, a $750 bill that I got, oh, no, medical bill. Hey, <laughs> make sure you keep that tweet whenever you do have kids. If it's boy, Remind man, myself. baseball, baseball, baseball. baseball. Right out the womb, giving him a bat and a ball. Right out the womb. I don't care if you ain't big enough for this. You keep having this in your hand. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Keeping It 300. I'm going to go to sleep right now. Pretty upset that I'm not rich like Mike Trout. But it's okay. I'm rich in other things in my life, right? There it is. It'll come. It'll come. Your, 400, your $430 million will come. I'm just looking for $430. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's going to do it for Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week. Until then, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Out of there.